0: Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of First Corinthians. Today is episode three hundred ninety-eight. Look at First Corinthians chapter four, verses one through five. Let's read our passage. A person should think of us in this way as servants of Christ and managers of the mysteries of God. In this regard, it is required that managers be found faithful. It is of little importance to me that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. For I'm not conscious of anything against myself, but I'm not justified by this. It is the Lord who judges me. So don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes, who will both bring to light what is hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the hearts. And then praise will come to each one from God. This is Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church, written from Ephesus, about five years after the founding of the church in Corinth. Paul's on his third missionary journey, and he's received word of trouble in Corinth, and he's writing this letter of correction. He's dealing with the topic of Christian leaders, specifically apostles. Some of the church were saying, I belong to Paul. I belong to Apollos. I belong to Cephas. They were seeing me aligning with Various leaders, and Paul had challenged that. In the last section we looked at, he said, "You don't belong to them; they belong to you, but you all belong to Christ, so you're all in Christ." This seems that some in Corinth appear to be anti-Paul, is somehow rejecting his authority, rejecting his teaching, and that's where he's asserting himself here as an apostle appointed by God. So he talks about. The leaders belong to you. Now he's following it up in chapter four, verse one. A person should think of us in this way, as servants of Christ and managers of the mysteries of God. So he says, speaking about Apollos and Paul and Cephas, this this is how you ought to think about us, as servants of Christ. Now he mentioned earlier when he had the field motif where he talked about Paul planted, and Apollos watered and said, we're all servants. It was a different word for servant then. It was the word diakonoi, where we get our modern-day word deacon, which just means servant, general servant. The word that gets translated here as servants of Christ is the, a little different Greek word. It's hyperetes, which means servant, but often it has the connotation of more of a household servant, charged with taking care of the affairs of somebody else. So it's not just a servant to do work. The idea of a servant with responsibilities, specifically a servant of Christ, and managers of the mysteries of God. Now the word gets translated manager here, oikonos. This literally just means manager. It could be translated as steward. But the idea is it's a position of trust, one who's appointed to care for something, but accountable to someone else. So it would be like a manager. Manager is different generally than owner. The manager is responsible for running things, but accountable to the owner. So here, Paul describes the apostles as servants of Christ, servants like household servants with The responsibility of taking care of the affairs, specifically of Christ, and managers, that is stewards, assigned to care for something under the authority of someone else, that being God, the managers of the mysteries of God. Now, what are the mysteries of God? He's talking about the gospel here, things that were previously hid but are now revealed, the gospel. So he's describing the managers of the gospel. Verse 2. In this regard, it's required that managers be found faithful. So here he's following up the idea. You know, he's just described that their they're servants, their managers, they have responsibilities, they're accountable, accountable to God. So required to be found faithful, faithful to God. Now that's, that's the requirement is to be faithful, not be eloquent, not be full of wisdom, not be successful even, but be faithful verse 3, it is of little importance to me that I should be judged by any of you or by any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. Point being, they have been judging him. They have been saying things about him. We don't know exactly what they're saying about him, but they're challenging his apostleness, They're challenging his teaching. They're, they're challenging Paul. And in doing that, they're making judgments about him that he's not the apostle sent by God that he's not teaching the truth. So he says, you know, hey, I work for God, not you. So it matters what God says about me, not what you say about me. And he adds this thing, I don't even judge myself because I'm not the judge of how good a job I do. And he adds in verse four, for I'm not conscious of anything against myself, but I'm not justified by this. What I'm saying here is, I don't know of anything I've done wrong. I have a clear conscience. But even that doesn't make me innocent, because I am not the judge of how I do as an apostle of God. He adds, it is the Lord who judges me. So, the apostles are appointed by God. They've been given a mission to take the gospel to the Gentiles, to plant churches, to share the mysteries of God, the gospel of God. They've been what is managers of the mysteries of God. They're appointed by God, representing God. They work for God, and they are judged by God. So whether the Corinthians like it or not, doesn't really matter. Whether Paul thinks he's done a good job or not, doesn't really matter. What matters is what God thinks. It is the Lord who judges me. Now verse 5. So don't judge anything prematurely, before the Lord comes, who will both bring to light what is hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the hearts, and then praise will come to each one from God. So he says, "Don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes." So he basically, tell them, "Quit making judgments about me as an apostle." That's God's position. That's God's prerogative. You you better not be stepping into God's prerogative here and taking on what God says belongs to himself. So quit making judgments about me. He says don't judge anything prematurely. Does that mean we're not to make judgments on anything? No, no, not at all. Because a little later, he's going to command them to start making some judgments. He's going to make a judgment about somebody who's living in sin. He's going to tell them to make judgments instead of taking each other to court. He's not saying you can't make any judgments. You can't make any uh, assessments. You can't make any kind of uh, check or examination of anything. No. He's specifically talking about the roles of apostles who are appointed by God, representatives of God, responsible to God. You guys can't make a judgment on that. That's God's area, and you can't be stepping in there. So when the Lord comes, the Lord's going to make a judgment. Now, does it go beyond that? It does. That's where you just have to be very careful. What are the things that God will judge? Well, one is somebody's salvation. We can't judge somebody's salvation. Only God can make judgments on somebody's salvation. We can make judgments on how people act and whether we treat them as believers or not as believers. Because if they act like believers, we... Treat them like believers. If they act like unbelievers, treat them like unbelievers. We can't say whether they're believers or not. We can't say they're saved or not. All we can treat them by is is their actions. And we have to are commanded to make judgments about people's actions. And we're told if people will not respect the authority of God's word, if people will not respect the authority of God, then we are to remove them from the church and treat them as unbelievers because they're acting like unbelievers. We didn't say they're unbelievers. We just said they're acting like unbelievers. So we just have to be careful here. What is it we're supposed to make judgments about? What shouldn't we make judgments about? The things that specifically belong to God to make judgments about, we really can't make judgments there. So it'll be instructive as we go through 1 Corinthians, some of the things that Paul does tell them to make judgments about. So when God does come, he will make judgments, and he'll judge what's hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the hearts. I wonder if he's making a little dig here at the Corinthians here, that when God comes and judges me as an apostle, he's also going to judge what's in your hearts, because he knows there's some problems in their hearts. And then praise will come to each one from God. So when God comes, he will judge. He will judge what he has said he's going to judge. And he will give praise to those who have done well in his sight. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.